What's cracking crack a lacking internet? I hate it's you. Dare Report Jr. <laughs> I don't really hate you. Uh, this is Stay Report Jr. and I one of your co-hosts. Zach Sarawick. And I'm your other co-host, Dale Decker. And uh, I, for some reason, we're gonna I'm gonna go back to crack and crack a lacking. But for some reason, when you were like, I'm one of your co-hosts, I thought you said I wanna be one of your co-hosts. <laughs> and I was like, Zach, we've been doing this for a year. I wanna be one of your co-hosts. <laughs> That's their new it's a new it's a new thing we're a new a new prize we're trying out. It's a raffle. Someone gets a co-host <laughs> for a day. For a day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. We can do that. Uh, that was by by the way, that was exactly the response I wanted when I said crack and crack a lack. It was either that or I wanted you to laugh so hard you couldn't talk. It was one of those two. I was considering so proud you of your, myself. You made yourself crack up for so long with that. I was so proud of myself. For anybody who doesn't know, um backstory time. Uh finally Zach and I have met in person, which is crazy. Oh, that wasn't even like the part we were getting at. But we were like, yeah, yeah this no. is what we did Sunday. I forgot the part we where did. we also met in the human space. In the, human <laughs> space. in the world that we exist. Uh, no, so we played, we played like how many ever? Tw- Twelve. Twelve, Twelve hours yes. of Kingdom Hearts 3. And uh, there was a point where I don't know if I was like hyped up on sugar or just really, really tired or really, really cold. I don't know what was going on. But we were going into the Pirates of Pirates of the Caribbean is in Kingdom Hearts three. Spoilers, uh, they show that they definitely. It's a return, show that. yeah. I mean, it's a return from Kingdom Hearts two. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So. so it shows up in Kingdom Hearts three, and there's like a little kraken around the around the, the little planet. The planet. And I was like, hey, was kraken? Wait, no. Cracking, crackalacking, or whatever, something like that. It's on the stream. And then I proceeded to laugh for like 20 minutes. What's great about it is that I hope the mic picked it up because none of the four of us sitting around you picked it up. We did this stream. It was myself and Dale and Devin. Uh, and then Dale's friends, Joe and Liz, yep. were all with us doing this. And I don't think any of the other four of us heard you say this thing. No. You just started laughing. <laughs> and then it was like it like clicked in one of our heads that was like, did you just say what I think you just said? Yeah. And you couldn't respond. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. That's like the majority of, of not the majority of my jokes, but a lot of like my really like good jokes in my head come from me saying them under my breath, laughing uncontrollably, and then someone being like, what did you just do? (laughs) (laughs) And then I need to explain it. And that explanation makes me laugh for 10 more minutes. It's great. I've gotten some Uh. of the best laughs of my life out of that. (laughs) So yeah, you should go check out that stream. I believe it's still up. It's on the Say Report on Twitch. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if I would say, I mean, it's a 12-hour stream. I don't know who's yeah. going to sit there for 12 hours and watch it. Around. But definitely definitely skip around. I especially encourage you to find the Toy Story world where Devin started <laughs> playing. And I swear to God, it was like a, it was like he was handed a Nintendo for the first time. He was so excited <laughs> to be jumping from mech toy to mech oh toys and I, playing with Buzz and Woody. Oh, I really <laughs> did not expect to love Kingdom Hearts three as much as I did but I loved every second of it <laughs> oh 
man. Crazy. Uh, but other than that, how have you been? Because I know you have been unwell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've just been a little unwell. Um, yeah, so the reason why we are like two weeks, we haven't recorded in a week, is last week I got the flu. Yeah, that was Yay. fun. It was actually, <laughs> I was, it was really weird because uh, I never like even explained it to you. We were just like, hey, yeah, by the way, flu, whatever. Um, I didn't, like, I thought I had allergies. <laughs> this is how far removed from, like, flu symptoms I was when I went to the urgent care. <laughs> um, the night before, I went on, um, uh, on Tuesday night. Yeah, Tuesday night. Uh, so an entire week ago, I had, like, a stuffy nose, and I thought it was just from cold, like, being cold. Um, and being in like dry areas. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. Whatever. And then I woke up the next day with the stuffy nose. I was like, okay, fine. That's normal. Right. Okay. It's cold out. And then on the drive to work, my eyes started to water uncontrollably and I could barely see on my commute to work. So I'm like, this is weird. That seems this, dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> seems... it was. It was really. It was really not good. I probably should have turned around right then and there. But I again just like attribute it to allergies, and which again is weird because I don't usually get allergies like that. So I was like, it's got to be allergies. Like, there's nothing. I haven't been near anyone who is sick that I know of. Like, whatever. So then, around like twelve thirty on Wednesday. It got to the point where I was freezing and my eyes were just like nonstop watering. It was like I was just walking around my at, walking around at work crying my eyes out. And I was like, I should probably leave and maybe see a doctor. <laughs> I just love work so much. Yeah, Which I itself just... sounds like a sickness. Like you should leave if you love work so much you're walking around crying at yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You clearly <laughs> clearly something's going on there that you need to talk to somebody about uh, or with and so I went to the urgent care and I was like yeah this is weird I'm, I'm like watering and my nose is kind of stuffy and they were prepared to give me just like sinus infection stuff or sinus um medicine and then right as she was about to leave the room she was like let me just ask you this have you been cold like have you gotten chills or uh, a fever or anything I'm like well actually now that you mention it earlier today I got way colder than I should have inside of a building and she was like I'm gonna check you for the flu then and she left checked me for the flu and I had I had the flu but it was so close to her not even checking me for it that it could have been way worse than it was. So yay for doctors. Yeah, not, nothing like go home thinking you have nothing and then wake up in the middle of the night yeah. with just all of your insides burning from fever. Yep. Yeah, so I, uh, I like, consider it, like, ver a very lucky find. And I was, like, super, like, found it super, super early. And, yeah, it was good. So everybody, if you, if you think you're sick, just go to urgent care, please. Please. Just, they help. They're nice. <laughs> They try to be nice. I hope they're nice. The people <laughs> we go to are really, really nice. They're um, probably tired and exhausted from dealing with a lot of people, so give them a little bit of a break. <laughs> yes, but definitely exactly. be like, it's flu season. I'm worried. Just test me and yeah. check it, please. Yep. Yeah. 
And it's if if a doctor tells you no, get a better one. I was gonna say more because... more than likely. I mean, and there's no doctor that's gonna look at you like you're crazy because you wanted to make sure you weren't like yeah. overly sick. Yeah, exactly. Like, but but it was, it just felt like I had a really bad cold. And she was like, it's really good that you came in because some people wait four days into the flu to mm-hmm. eventually come in. And I'm like, that's insane. That is yeah. so yeah, insane I a, to I me. I knew someone once that tried to like that tried to like fight it out themselves. They were like, we're just taking some ibuprofen at home. Just keep my fever down and I'll sleep through it. And like two or three days later, it was like, you have no fluids in your body. Yeah. You're going to a hospital. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. so flu season. Don't mess around with it. That's my PSA for the episode. <laughs> On happier notes, I have a lot of, like, media to talk about. Cool. (laughs) For shows and movies. Well, then, I have almost nothing because I've done very little besides play a lot of Kingdom Hearts. Okay. So, very quickly, you're going to backload the whole episode for us with all of your cool television. Oh, gosh. All of my, like, sick (laughs) downward spiral of television. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, that's kind of what I do, but that's just my norm. Like, I went back and... (laughs) Uh, I'm watching One Tree Hill again with a friend, which I think I've mentioned before is one of my favorite like teen dramas. But we're watching like the first season and it's so funny because like, I mean, a lot of shows did this, but um, Riverdale Mm. is like so over the top and over dramatic, right? It's like everything from the get go from like episode one, you got people sleeping with teachers and kids are dying and all of this stuff, right? And it's so funny to go back and watch. I think so much of Riverdale is based on the idea of what uh, teen dramas became in their later seasons, especially like the early 2000s and like late 90s ones. Like Dawson's Creek started out pretty normal. And then there's definitely an episode that's just a non-canonical murder mystery episode somewhere in there. (laughs) You need to have one. Right. Um, And like, so like One Tree Hill, we're watching this and I can't help but laugh because the entire first season is just straight regular drama of like for people that don't know this is where chad michael murray became like super big (laughs) and so people who it's like it's a it's basically um the book east of eden by john steinbeck but it takes place in north carolina you know early 2000s north carolina town where uh You've got these two half brothers because uh, Chad Michael Murray's mom had him when she was like just coming out of high school and the dad left uh, to go to college on like a huge basketball scholarship and then got an injury and ended up having a whole other family and now makes his his what he considers his legitimate son play basketball all the time. And so Chad Michael Murray joins the basketball team with this half brother that they fight about uh, like they're not supposed to really like each other and all this other stuff. It's super, super drop. But it's all like regular drama it's not till like season nine that you get like people are are like sleepwalking in fugue states and people are Jeez. being kidnapped by russians and what? <laughs> movies are being made about their lives yeah it goes wild toward the end wow <laughs> but but it's so funny to like watch that show and be like oh i think riverdale didn't realize and people today don't realize that these shows started out as like fairly like like soap opera like primetime soap operas they didn't start out as they didn't start out from the jump with the dead bodies and the kidnapping (laughs) well yeah and it's it's now you need there's so much competition that you need something like super impact 
like impacting in that first like 10 minutes of your show or else someone will they people will just move on to the next one that's so true and like, it's so funny because we were watching an episode where the entire point like all the conflict in an episode literally comes from everybody's trying to do the right thing and the right thing just happened to make someone else upset like yeah. How that that the whole conflict? There's like yeah. three different storylines, and all three of those storylines are: oh, I tried to do the right thing, and it pissed off this other person, yeah. so now I have to go apologize. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's crazy, like, because everything is just on, and everything is just available. So if if you don't catch me in those it that that cold opening, if you don't catch me, uh, next please, <laughs> taken out of my list. Here's the thing, I get out of my queue. You like, want to know what catches you for One Tree Hill, though? Is that every episode, of course, with the theme song, because this is back when there were still openings to TV shows. So what you get is a beautiful, very 2000s, uh, like, uh, photoshoppy image of a bridge in this town with chad michael murray and his in his emo hoodie uh bouncing <laughs> basketball across it and gavin DeGraws. Oh. Uh, i don't want to be <laughs> i don't want to be anything song whatever that's called that's the theme song and so every episode every episode starts with that beautiful shot of that bridge and that, oh. <laughs> that's that over dramatic hyper that over dramatic song and then of course of course, there is an episode where Gavin DeGraw happens to be in town and they get him to play at the local coffee shop. <laughs> and of course, he plays the theme song at the end of the episode. <laughs> oh my God, that's fantastic. Oh, it's beautiful. Wait, is it is it the song that I started singing? I don't remember. I don't want to be anything. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, that one. Yeah, but a band trying to be Lele. That yes. one? I yep. love that song. Yeah, well, <laughs> you get to hear it 300 times if you watch all nine seasons of that show. Oh. Because board. every episode on board, right they now. never drop it. That's the best part. They never drop it and they never change it. Oh, There's a beautiful. point in which Chad Michael Murray is not on that show anymore, and yet he opens every episode because they didn't reshoot that He's scene. He's a legacy. He's got a legacy. <laughs> you gotta know. Um, oh man, that's the other thing awesome. I started. The other thing I started doing is I started rewatching uh, Bones for some reason. I don't know oh. why. I just realized it was all oh, fine. Yeah, like it, it, there was a long time ago where it was not on. Actually, I shouldn't say that long ago. Like a few months ago, I don't think it was on anything. I don't know if like when 2019 started, it popped up on Hulu or what. But mm. finally, I didn't realize that show was 12 seasons long. Yeah, yeah. It's I a, watched the first five. It's so my dad will just throw it on every now and then. Like that or Blue Bloods is usually on our television with like a midday. And there are parts in Bones where I'm like, this what is happening <laughs> right now? <laughs> like, oh, they go, they it's... go. So they go, they get weird in like really good ways on that show. I've always liked, I've always found it like relatively charming. And also oh, David yeah. Boreanaz is just like perfect as Seely Booth in that show. Yeah. Asia, uh, there was an episode on that a painter or they think there was like a, a like a modern, a modern, a modern artist or whatever. And he, and he apparently a car like had a dead body in it and it had either belonged to the artist or whatever and and they like figured it out or they thought that the body in the car was him and they were like oh he's a genius he's a genius he literally put himself into his work oh my god and it's just like a man is dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> like you need to take a step back. A man is dead right now. 
yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't like like I, I, the people that that must work for that show. The thing that was really funny about that is that, of course, um, anybody who doesn't know this, it's theoretically very loosely based on the life of an actual person. Oh, really? Wrote, yeah, the oh, woman named Kathy Rakes who actually wrote like the mystery books. Like she was a, an anthropologist that wrote the mystery books. Like Temperance Brennan is her. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And so like, and it says in like the first season, like one of the credits on there is like based on the life and books of Kathy Rakes or whatever, um, which makes me laugh because you watch that show and go, okay, so this is theoretically based on a real woman. And yet one of the weirder choices they made in season one is that her best friend's father is the guitarist from ZZ Top for some reason. Wait, what? Like, yes. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, her friend, uh, Angela, who's like the, the artist that does all like the, the facial reconstruction and mm-hmm. stuff on that show. Yeah. Um, there's the, It starts in season one, and he shows up throughout the series. But uh, in season one, there is an episode where they're all quarantined in the lab on Christmas. And so they're like, we've arranged for your families to come visit. And she's like, okay, but when you all see my father, don't freak out. And don't make it. Don't make a big thing of it. Wait. And then when they show the shot, it's Bill Gibbons, the guitarist of ZZ Top. Wait, <laughs> it's is just he... her dad playing himself? Playing as, himself? Like, a fi- play, as a fictionalized version of of Bill Gibbons. Yeah, like just is him. Ooh. And that just I continues thought... throughout the series is that they allude to the fact that her father is the guitarist of ZZ Top, and when he shows I... up, people are like, "I love your music." Also, you're kind of scary. Like I a hundred percent thought, like when you said that he was playing a character. No, no, the I, fact mean, like, that he's I mean, yeah. I, like, like it's weird. Like they don't do anything. They, the thing is, I don't know if they ever say his name. And I don't know if they ever say ZZ Top. They just go, my dad is famous. And every time they talk about him, they're like, you know, I'm famous. I'm a famous guitarist. <laughs> they never, like, come right out and say who he is or who he plays for, just assuming everyone's going to look at him and go, oh, well, that's the guy from oh, ZZ obviously. Top. We know him. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. I uh, might need to watch Bones just for that. You should. You should also what? look up the scene. I forget what season it is that was co- that came out the same time that Avatar was coming out, the James Cameron Avatar. Um, but because oh, you said, both... no, you sent me straight on that. I understand. Yeah, when which one? There's... When you're talking about which one? <laughs> yes, there is a great. There is um, John Francis Daly, who is the younger brother on Freaks and Geeks, yep. comes in in like season three or four, um, and because. Fox is producing the Avatar films and this was a Fox show they were like we need to advertise Avatar on Bones because oh geeky people watch it I guess and so there is legitimately a scene in which someone walks into a room in which John Francis Daly and this other character Hodgins on a large screen are watching the Avatar trailer (laughs) and John Francis Daly just goes Man, I can't even tell the difference between CGI and reality anymore. This movie's gonna be great. <laughs> That's it. That's and then they then they start having a conversation oh about a God. murder. <laughs> like... That's just... <laughs> I just need to share with you what just happened and to people listening. During your explanation of that, my cat got stuck in my headphone cable. Okay. And I didn't know what to do. oh sorry oh that's beautiful i I just look i just look down and there's ruby just trapped and i'm like but i'm listening to his story 
Ruby, what are you doing? <laughs> what is happening? Like, you will not make fun of Avatar or John Francis Daly. How she, dare you? She <laughs> was like really excited. For it. Oh man, but that's insane. That it just yeah. like all I just want to watch Bones like, now. Like like, like network network TV, especially in like the early two thousands. I forget how crazy we all got somewhere with like especially things like brand placement yeah. and things like oh, that yeah. where they were just like they just got blatant with it sometimes it's crazy. Uh, and i finally found fringe again fringe is back on uh on the internet mm. so i can rewatch that my my new version of x files i've been waiting to go back for <laughs> but you have That's to like another one i wanted to watch yeah you have to like search for it in the weirdest way so it's on what imdb's like pseudo free Oh, um, I got streaming service yep. called Freedive, which I looked it up today. I got very confused for a while because I could not find Freedive anywhere. And it turns out it's because I was looking for it on my phone. So Freedive is a website that right now currently only exists like through your browser on a regular computer. There's no app or anything. Oh, okay. So if you have an IMDb account and you sign on online on just a computer, you can then go to whatever their catalog is. Do you need to have the IMDb, IMDb Pro account or just any? No, you can have an account or you can even log in with your Amazon account. Oh, okay. Because if you have Amazon Prime, you can also go through the catalog through Amazon Prime. Oh, the okay. thing that's annoying, that's how I ended up finding it. But what's really annoying about that <laughs> is uh, if you're on the website for Prime looking for it, it doesn't tell you what's an IMDb free, uh, free dive thing. You know how, like, all the stuff for Prime yeah. that you get with that, it will have, like, a little banner? Yeah. So because it's not technically with Amazon Prime, it's just marked off without the banner on it. So it doesn't tell you, unless you click on it, that it's free with ads through IMDb Freedive. Gotcha. There's, like, no indication. There's not, like, a like a place to go and just look at the Freedive items on Amazon Prime. It is the most annoying thing. <clears throat> That's weird. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> um. But yeah, I'm just happy to have that. I'll probably have more to say on that when I hit episodes I haven't actually watched before. But go back and watch it, everybody. It's where I was introduced to Lance Reddick, and I've never been happier. Uh, <laughs> he's just so professional and stoic. And then he was in Destiny. It was great. <laughs> also, oh, Joshua great. Jackson, to bring it back to Dawson's Creek. Oh, my God. And John Noble. That's a great cast for <laughs> what was... A weird, like, show that somehow made it through five seasons and probably would not make it through one season now, especially oh, no. on Fox. No. The little I know of Fringe, no. It's it's it entirely never... it's entirely because they were banking on um, Lost at the time, because yeah. it's all the same people that made Lost made Fringe. And so they were like, we're going to try this again. And they got five seasons out of that. And then they tried to do it one more time with Sleepy Hollow, and they really screwed up Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. So. I remember, like, I remember we started watching that, and then I went off to school, and I'm like, yeah, I don't care anymore. I'm not even keeping up. Watch it without me. <laughs> Apparently, in like a, from like season two and into, I think there was a third season. They yeah, really, they like really ruined the whole story they were telling. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it. So. It was weird to begin with. <laughs> started off rocky. Yeah. Oh, so man. that's all I've been doing. Is I've, been, I've been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts games and then watching Bones and Fringe and One Tree Hill. So I guess I'm a 13-year-old in 2006 hey. Hey. is what you I know, am. <laughs> everybody needs that. That's okay. We all have a 13-year-old living in our hearts. It's fine. Oh, especially if you're Sora. Anyway. Especially if you're Sora. <laughs> How have you been? Oh, no. I've, I've been great. Um... 
like to to roll out the like media stuff that I've been doing these past two weeks. Beat Blossom's Tale, Blossom Tales, The Sleeping King. I beat that, which was really interesting. And then I watched a guy beat it in twenty eight minutes. Isn't that always upsetting when you're like, I did this, I spent so much time on this, and then you watch someone? You want to know what's upsetting about it? The way he did it? Have have you played Blossom Tales? Uh, Yeah, I can't remember where I fell off on it, but I probably got like either half or three-fourths of the way through it. Okay, I can't remember which world I ended on or whatever. Yeah, so basically there are... um, You have the king, he's asleep, his brother put him to sleep because, you know, you got to have a villain. You have to collect three ingredients to wake up the king, and then you, you know, eventually have to go, you know, take down his brother. So, you do that, right? My playthrough was probably 16 hours, if I'm remembering correctly. Like, it's not, it's really not a long game. If you, no, no, no. If this you was one of the first, don't like... Don't mess around. And this was one of the first big, like, Nintendo Switch yeah. indie titles when yeah. they, before, before the market got so flooded that you can't have big indie titles on switch anymore uh yeah so um it was i loved it i loved every i really really enjoyed it i beat it before devin which devin is not happy about because he bought it for himself to play but he bought it on my switch because he wasn't sure about it he's like i'll buy it on your switch and then if i don't like it hey you got another game i'm like cool that's fine and then i ended up beating it like two a year or two after you bought it um, so the way this person beat it in 28 minutes is he basically just got the third ingredient, which breaks the game. Oh, yeah, because you're not supposed to be able to get to the, to, like, no, that That game is not, there's... like, open, right? Like, it kind of, it's like a Zelda game where it kind of locks off each section until you find, like, an item to open it, doesn't it? Uh... If I'm remembering correctly, kind of, I don't know. You can travel to different uh, to certain areas, but it's just like you can't. Yeah, you don't have certain uh, um, like tools really to to do certain things. I don't know. It's it's strange. Um, but like I'll have to play through it again because I don't remember how that game began because the when I started it and when I finished it, there was like three or four months, maybe five months between. So I completely forgot the opening of that game and how you got into things. So it's very possible that you need things in order to get to other areas or they just don't unlock until you're told about them. Um, But basically, this person uses bombs. There's like a bomb hack or whatever. If you set up bombs in front of a like uncrossable wall... It will attack. It'll hurt you through the wall. Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, a lot like the um, like the bomb jump for Link for to the Link Past. To the past. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Okay. So that's exactly what it is. It basically bomb jumps you into an like an unusable area to get you to the next screen. So this guy does that. He gets up to the final area where you get the final ingredient, brings the one ingredient back to the kingdom. And boom, wakes up the king. Magically has the other two items. I was going to say, the game must just be, like, set up for, like, cutscene yeah. and story stuff to be, like, because it doesn't expect you to get that third item till later. Yeah. Interesting. And it was just like, oh, okay. 
and then all all they had to do was get through the final the final dungeon with the final boss and it was like what wait but what <laughs> how did how did the game what so now i want to do that and try and do it in 13 28 minutes oh it's worth a shot <laughs> i just i it, it boggled my mind that the brain that the brain that the game just kind of broke itself but was also completely legit <laughs> That's like this is not a this is actually not a broken I, theoretically not a broken way to do this. But Breath of the Wild when it first came out, like it was out for like a week and someone beat the game in twenty minutes because they had figured out a way to get off of the. I'm having deja vu because I just talked to Devin about this. Anyway, <laughs> someone had figured out how to get off of the Great Plateau without doing any of the the tool opening thing and getting the paraglider. Oh. So as soon as they figured out how to do that, they just ran to the castle and fought Ganon. <laughs> And well, so, there like, you go. I don't know how they got their way, got themselves off of the Great Plateau, but that's all it took them. It was like, I'm not spending the <laughs> hour or two it takes to go through the different things. Either that, or they figured out how to get in and out of those shrines so quickly that they just got in and out and done. Yeah. But I think just from cut, I, I, I guess the cutscenes are skippable. Maybe that's how they did it. But either way, they got off of that opening area so fast and just ran to the, to the end and killed the bad guy. Which means they did that with, like, three hearts and no weapon, but, yeah, you know. seriously, because you have nothing at the beginning of that game. Not really, no. That's I insane. Mean, especially your armor, is, your armor is useless. Yeah, you have cloth. That. Yeah, so <laughs> wow. uh, I just like that idea. It's like, okay, I'm just going to go to the bad guy and beat him now because you programmed the game where I could get that. That's how a lot of the Ocarina of Time speedruns work, too, because yeah. in order to fit uh, memory-wise, in order to fit stuff on all the cartridges, they actually have like two or three different levels loaded. So if you can get out into the void between them, you can actually jump to different parts of that game where you're not supposed to be able to Jeez. get. Because the map is theoretically there and rendered, you're just blocked by whatever wall they put in front of you. Oh so people have figured out how to get through the wall and just fall into the next area. That's crazy. Uh, Game-breaking and breaking is like a science on its own. <laughs> it really is. There are actually a few different like YouTube series like that. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I forget I forget what the like big one is called. That is literally just like game breakers or yeah. something. Yeah. Where like a guy shows you all of this stuff about what's what's rendered when you're on like the start menu of a game and realize, oh, there's like six levels rendered yeah. around you just from the menu. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's cool too. Like because you get to see how they how games work. I don't know. But yeah, that was Blossom Sale. I want I hope you finish it because it's really, really fun. I mean, I'll go back and I'll go yeah. back and like just restart it at this point. Yeah. Like it's definitely I, yeah. been too long since I remember, but and it's a super quick game. I mean, like the puzzles can take some time, but I, the puzzles are my favorite part of that game. It's really just puzzles, but the puzzles in that game are some of my favorite moments because once you get them, it's like oh thank god, and it saves them so you don't have to do them every single time you die, <laughs> and it's very helpful. Um, the other thing I really wanted to talk about was Magnum P.I. Which was like, you said this a couple of weeks ago <laughs> when we spent so much time on Resident Evil 2 and Kingdom Hearts, we had to like stop ourselves yep. from doing a three hour episode. Yep. Um, that is an unexpected thing that I heard come out of your mouth. Yeah. Like, I wanted to talk about Magnum P.I. It's like, really? Yeah. Okay. Like, so sure. <laughs> I have no connection to the original Magnum P.I. whatsoever. Other than I know it's a show about private investigator. What oh what I know of That's it as it. is it's the it's the reason that Tom Selleck was not Indiana Jones. Yeah, or 
before that. That's I did the only not other, know that. Yeah, he was. He wanted to audition for Indiana Jones, and he couldn't get out of the Magnum PI contract, so they wouldn't let him take time off to go wow. make it. So the then it became Harrison been Ford. So different. Yep. <laughs> Imagine if Tom Selleck was Indiana Jones. Imagine if Indiana Jones had that mustache. <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. Anyway. Anyways, tangent. Um. Yeah. No. So I have. I never saw the original. Like, didn't know anything about it. And and then we saw that the that Magnum P.I. was getting a remake with the guy, and I don't know his name, but he's the love interest from Bad Moms. If you've seen Bad Moms. I, I, I haven't. Which is like, I have no idea who we're talking about. Yeah, I can't. I don't know his name, and I apologize. <laughs> but, oh my god, am I obsessed and in love with this show. Like, more than I ever expected myself to be. And I don't know if it's because we've been binging it, because we've had episodes on our DVD from uh, Christmas and, like, from Halloween of last year and from, like, when it first started. We had probably 12 or so episodes on our DVR, so we basically just binge-watched through them. I don't know if that's why I loved it so much or if it's because it's just a really, really good show, but oh my god... It's one of my new favorite shows of all time on, like, actual television and not on a streaming surface. Yeah, I mean, it, it slots right in with, um, I mean, it's CBS, right? So uh, I believe, yes. Same yeah. people that made the Hawaii Five O remake that's still going, yep. which I cannot believe. And, like, yeah, I, the, the fact that, like, CBS continuing, as it always does, to be like, we're putting out this thing that somehow everybody watches and nobody remembers it's on. Yeah. That's like their whole, that might as well be their company motto at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because their stuff goes on forever. So like, I'm not surprised that it's like fairly good quality. I'm just like, like the second you said that, I was like, I forgot that was even a, a thing. thing. right? Because of course they did the thing where they hired a woman to be Higgins and everybody went. So everybody of course had to be pissy on the internet about that for a little bit. And then the show Which, came out and nobody talked about it. Yeah, so I completely forgot we had that conversation. You want to you know why nobody talked about it? Cause they were all fucking wrong. Yeah. Because it was like, because, Oh, this is, we can't make fun of this. What are we going to do? Yeah, <laughs> no, because she is the best. Like she, I, ugh, I love her. I don't know about the Higgins from the original show, but what I've talked with my dad about is that he, he hated Magnum did not help Magnum, did not care about Magnum. This Higgins is like, she, she helps him, but she doesn't really want to, but it's, it's really nice. Like it, it feels like she, she's kind of a bitch, but like, it's like a fun bitch. She has to be like that in order for, to, for him not to be a fuck up. Which really, I mean, like somebody has to do it. She has somebody to has to tell her what to do. Take if care I remember, of him. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, let's see if this tracks with the with the new version. Because I've watched, I, at some point, I watched the pilot to the original Magnum PI. I never watched past that, but I believe he's just like crashing crashing on the couch of an old friend. Yeah. <laughs> and Higgins is like the guy watching the house for him, like the butler or something, yeah. watching the house for him, which is why he doesn't like Magnum, because mm -hmm. that basically is just like, oh, I'm like a Vietnam War vet with the guy that owns this house, and I'm crashing on his couch for a little bit. And this is like, you're a dirty mustachioed man in a Hawaiian t-shirt. Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> so the new Magnum, it's um, Magnum is staying at uh, this guy Robin's house. I don't remember his last name, but he's staying at, his, at this place called the Robin's Nest. 
and uh, it's like this huge, you know, estate area. And Higgins is the um, not Duomo, but she's like she's like the caretaker. She she takes care of everything, and she watches the house for him, much like the original Higgins. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's but the reason the tie to Robin in the new one is that he uh, Magnum and his friends, and again, I don't know if this is true to the original, but Magnum and like his his other his friends who kind of help him throughout all of his. Uh, jobs and whatnot they were prisoners of war and they escaped together it was four guys and they all escaped um from from you know prison and they robin was like i'm i'm gonna write your stories into books are you okay with that and they were like yeah let's do it but they somehow they don't really get royalties from it because no one he doesn't use their names he like no one knows who the actual people in his books are, but everybody knows about these guys who escaped from this prison of like from this war camp. It was it's weird. It's weird that part of it is very strange and gets forgotten a lot because that, that sounds very much like the we were all like because. Like, like they were definitely all like Vietnam War vets yeah. in the eighties one, which makes me think that they were like, we need something to tie this back to a war. What do we got? This one, I think it's uh, Afghanistan. Oh uh, yeah, um, like I imagine it's like Afghanistan or Iraq or something. But it sounds like they were like, okay, yeah. we need them to be, we need them to be buddies from a war. Yep. And then I don't know. Let's just throw something in there for why they all yeah, still talk to each other or something. I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah, they all. Um... So there's a really nice episode, the first episode, spoilers for the very first episode of the new Magnum P.I. Um, there's there's TC and there's Rick, who are from the original show. And then there is a fourth um, friend who I can't remember his name right now. But he, you just know that he's like the character that dies. You just know it. Um we got his name and a really depressing backstory for him, yep. so of course he wouldn't die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like a really nice callback to him and Magnum, and they're like, I don't know if I'm ready to go home and blah, blah, blah. And it's basically his name. I want to say it starts with an L. I'm really upset that I can't remember his name right now because um, I also forgot that I wanted to talk about Magnum, so I did not prepare anything. <laughs> so it was like basically this fourth – friend's idea to move to Hawaii. Don't even go home. Let's just move to Hawaii. The four of us need to just leave and be someone new and start new. So that's how they get to Hawaii and then that's, you know, they've stayed there this in, for however many years. But it's very strange because lately it's a lot of Magnum doesn't have money because he just loves helping people. He, he doesn't care if he gets paid. He owes a lot of people a lot of money, but he's like, I'll get it to you eventually. At this point in time, I'm helping people, and that's what, it's, that's what I've been put here to do. Um, so it's really strange to me that, like, they don't get money, and it might have been explained, but, yeah, they get no money, to my knowledge, from the like book sales of their actual yeah. prison like stories and so is their this, escapes. Is this still in season one? Uh yes. Uh, okay. Yes. Just because like, <laughs> I've got to imagine like the like the season finale is like almost guaranteed to have like a final shot of him oh, actually yeah. becoming a <laughs> like a licensed PI or something and yeah. making money off oh, of no. it. Oh no, he's a licensed PI. <clears throat> 
He just doesn't get. He just doesn't take any money. He for just it. doesn't really take money, and and if he does take money, it's immediately gone, because he has to pay someone back. Or like one of the most recent episodes, a guy is murdered, and in the event of his murder or his death, um, this envelope was supposed was to be sent to Magnum, and it had like ten, um. Ten thousand dollars in it, or or something like that. Ten million dollars in it. It was like a very. It could have paid off all of Magnum's debts. And at the end of the episode, everybody's like standing around in a barbecue, and they're like, "So where's our money? Like you owe us money." And he's like, "My rate is five hundred dollars a day. I took my cut, and I donated the rest of that money to charity." <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> and it's like. You kind of can't be mad at him, but at the same time, you owe us money. <laughs> it's like, but like, it just shows like Magnum is such a good dude that he takes chickens as payments. And it's like, he has all this, this backlog of support too. That, and they're so reluctant, but they love him so much that they're like, we, we need to help Magnum because by helping Magnum, it means someone. And a bad person is off the street and someone got some good in their life and something was and someone was helped. And it's just this really like really nice. It makes me cry almost every episode because it's so heartfelt. And like it 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 feels how television used to be. Right. And it kind like, of feels like we've like like cuz for a long period of time there we had the um like jackass with a heart of gold scenario yeah, you had exactly. people like house who were like cranky and mean all the yeah. time but they were doing good things and we finally seem to be moving <sighs> on or swinging back i guess to what we had kind of in the 80s where it was yeah. like no it's just good people doing good things sometimes yeah and this, and this in this case it's a cocky dude who deserves to be cocky because like he gets the job done <laughs> But it's so I I highly recommend it to every to anyone who needs a show <laughs> and just wants some good heartfelt stuff to happen. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I mean that's a big reason why I like I mean that's a big reason why I like like Bones and and Fringe yes. too like well, again from the early 2000s where like <clears throat> both of those shows are much like how I've always said, like Brooklyn Nine Nine and Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. I love those shows because everybody's good at their job, but then yeah. they're just idiots for other things. These are police procedural shows and sci-fi shows that are like everybody's a consummate professional and very good at what they do. And also like weird shit's happening. Like the things coming from all of the weird shit happening. It's got nothing to do with these people being bad people. Yeah, it 100 percent feels like a early 2000s show like that. I don't know enough people know about and it makes me sad. It's on CBS. Um, It'll still last for like yeah. 15 oh, years yeah. without anybody which, noticing. Which makes me very, and it's going to be watched in 15 years. And people are like, <laughs> oh, remember the show Magnum P.I.? It was actually really, really good. Someone's going to turn it on um, and be like, oh my God, I just discovered the show. Wait, there's a new episode tomorrow? What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, that's exactly how it is. Oh, it's so, it just, yeah. It makes me happy anytime there's an episode on. <laughs> um,. What else was I gonna say? I completely forgot <laughs> something about Magnum about... Pi. I don't know. I don't know. I saw Alita Battle Angel also. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
I've been meaning to go find that because I keep hearing actually really good things, yeah, like surprisingly good things. I don't want to say anything. It's also kind of like Serenity, like um, Serenity. Yeah, Serenity. Right. No. Yeah, she's talking about Matthew McConaughey, yes, Serenity, not yes, Firefly. Not Serenity. Firefly. Yes. It's like Serenity where it's like I want to talk to you about it, but I don't want to give anything away. Yeah, here's the thing. As far as Serenity goes, I know almost every detail of that movie because I've been obsessed with it without having seen it. So I oh, know what true. goes on in that. I don't oh know if you want to do anything about the audience, God. but I know what's going on in Serenity. Oh, and oh my God. I can't believe we haven't ta- gotten to talk about it yet. I'm waiting. Like at this point, we might have to wait for it to either go to a streaming service or Blu-ray, so I can finally sit down and watch it. Yeah, because it's a, like it's my first white whale of 2019, I need to see this movie. You need to because even if <laughs> like even if you know everything about it, I can guarantee there's something that you don't know, and I yeah, don't like, want to be I, the like, one to like. Yeah, I need to like visually figure you, out yes. what's going on because in my head, there's no way it either matches perfectly with the image in my head or it is way off yeah. and I need to know which one it is yeah. so badly. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I want oh I want to see it a hundred more times. It's <laughs> but, so uh, good. Going back to Battle Angel, I actually have a question. Yeah, okay. Because this is perfect. I know a lot of people are talking about the eyes. Everybody's talking about the eyes. Everybody's like, oh, the eyes are weird. What's with the eyes? Uh-huh. I actually have a very specific question and it is not to make fun of the eyes, I swear. Because the trailer did not help with this question. Okay. My assumption... So so watching the trailer, the impression I got was that there's a, a number of different people and robots in this movie. And so I saw her with the eyes, and I went, oh, okay, that's just what robot eyes are like in this movie. Except, from the trailer, it looked like there was a bunch of robots that had perfectly normal human eyes. So is there an explanation for why her eyes are different from everyone else's? Um, they don't bother me to look at them. I just want to know that there's a reason for them. So, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Uh, but it's not explained. Like, it's, it's not, not like, like major, your like eyes are big because. Right, okay. Um, But there's a very, yeah, there's a specific. It, it, there's a world, bur- world building reason for yes. why her eyes are like that. Okay, yeah. that's all I wanted to know. Um, at least in my opinion like i could i could sit right here and give you the explanation um but i don't know if you want the explanation i I mean i'm gonna watch it either way like it was just so funny to watch people like freaked out by the eyes when they were first when the trailers came out yeah and it's the um continued argument about like all of the different cgi things going on these days yeah like a new Detective Pikachu trailer just dropped. I'm not going to talk about it. Oh my god, I'm, I'm so not going to talk about it. I but oh. you know, I sent you that... a picture of something. Yes. I'm like this is everything. To... Oh, it's so good. Um, I'm so excited. The, but but you know, the Detective Pikachu movie coming out and the live, you know, the the CGI kind of live action looking yeah. uh, Pokemon in that movie have a lot of people talking about things like um, we kind of basically replaced puppets with cgi at this yeah. point like that's just kind of what happened so at what point like a movie with puppets we would go that is a live action movie mm-hmm. but at what point do we stop calling a movie live action because there's so much cgi involved in it i think that's the that's like the conversation going on and so like when alita's eyes were like everybody's like oh my god look at her eyes they're so unsettling and weird it's like yeah but there's gotta be a story reason for that they wouldn't yeah. just do that <laughs> yeah no there's definitely there is definitely a reasoning behind it. 
but it's not explicitly. It's not like a major described. plot point. It's just that. Yeah, it's no, just it's big, just part big... of the world. It's right. part of the world, and it's part of where she comes from, and that's that's. That's it. kind of vaguely what I was thinking too. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's just whatever yeah. model robot she is has those eyes. I don't know what to tell you. It's a robot. Yeah. It's not yeah. a person. Yeah, <laughs> come yeah, back. And it it was um the reason why like I don't want to go into it is because this was hidden from me from all the trailers. So like finding out where she is, what who she is, and all of that, and where she right. comes from, was completely hidden from me. Right. The only and thing I got just, out of it, like, makes so much sense. Yeah, because the only thing I got out of the trailer was that she was found at a giant trash pile. Like that's all the tra- that's all the trailer told me. So yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Like it could mean anything. Exactly. That. That's what it means to me. But when you find out where that's from and all of that, it right. it, it explains why she is the way that she is and why the other robots that she interacts with. Are the way that they look, are. look different and all that stuff. Okay, yeah. perfect. And That's all I need to know. It's actually like really, really good world building, and like it shows how the what what the world has become, and like what we need in that world to right. to connect and continue living the way that we do. Pretty much. Yeah, it's it's. Oh my god! I won't, oh my god! <laughs> now just like remembering it and thinking about it. Ugh. There's one problem with that movie, and I can't wait to talk to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> one problem. Tag, tagline for the internet. Yep. There's one problem with this thing, and we've got to talk about it now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That'd be the clickbait. That would be the that would be the thing that gets you to click on the ad <laughs> for, for MySpace. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, have you watched anything else while you were sick? Didn't you mention? I feel I swear you mentioned something else. Uh, we yes. So I I have mentioned before that I love the show episodes. Yes. And I basically got through the f- end of season three and maybe halfway, no, more than halfway through the fourth uh, season. So I have two episodes left of the fourth season. And then the fifth season, and that's that's the rest of episodes that I have. And that show just continues to blow my mind and, like, fill me with such joy that not many shows... I mean, I get a lot of joy from a lot of television shows, but episodes is, like, this one show that I have to myself that I'm like, this is... This is this is boggle. This is insane. What just happened is insane right now. And the one thing that I want to talk about is that it actually goes to the beginning of this episode and that the every season. So basically if I haven't, if I've, if you haven't heard me explain it before episodes is a television show where two British, um, writers like TV writers, um, like get called up from LA, you know, network producers and whatnot. And, or, or they meet a a network producer or a network boss, you know, owner. And he's like, Oh my God, I love your show. And and Britain, it's so funny. You guys are so funny. You gotta, you gotta do an American version, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they kind of fall for it. Um, and like day one, they change everything about their script so that it is unrecognizable. (laughs) It has one character in it that is the same from their British show, and that's it. And he's not even the same character. He is named the same. 
and that's it. So it it follows how like miser- miserable their lives are and how everybody in the world hates this television show. <laughs> and it's fantastic because Matt LeBlanc is in it and Matt LeBlanc is playing a version of himself that is a complete asshole. And you just look at Matt LeBlanc in like interviews where he's actually being himself and he seems very chill and like very calm, like soft spoken, not really what you'd expect him to be in an interview, but he seems that way. And I could be off. I could be completely wrong. But episodes colors him in this way where he is just a pig. Like he is <laughs> he is like he has um some care in his heart. But he doesn't, like, know how to show it. So he's just an asshole. But he doesn't know he's being an asshole. Because he's a star. He's like, this is just how I am. This is how I act. And it's just, it's super funny to watch him be this version of himself. And I have to imagine that it was, like, insanely fun for him to do. But in in the third season, this is, like, total spoilers for episodes. But I still... People need to watch it because of all the ups and downs that happen. But in the third season, uh, end of third, end of second season, like third season, I could have the timeline messed up because they all kind of just flow together when you binge watch a show like that. Yeah. Um, they get this new boss. They get a new network boss, right? And this dude is insane, <laughs> like legitimately insane. Where to the point where he thinks furniture is talking to him. And he thinks eggs is ta- are talking to him. He just thinks eggs that eggs is talking. Eggs is talking. Yes. Oh god. He just <laughs> he 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 has like the, he hears voices and all of that. And there is an <laughs> there is a moment in an episode where he he's off of his his meds, and um, he walks into this executive meeting, and he's like, "We're changing television." And that's how it starts. And he's like, we need to be unpredictable. We need to be those people where people have no idea what's going to happen. And he goes off on this rant that, like, scary kind of makes sense. (laughs) And, like, it's scary how much it would work and and how much the world kind of is that now. I was going to say, so this would have been probably, what, three-ish three years, years ago? Three years ago, probably. Like, going. And so, like, as that's, yeah. as as streaming and, and, and changes in television and prestige TV are yeah. all growing over the next, like, three years after he said this. And, yeah. And he, ba- so he basically explains that we we need to get rid of the schedule. And the, the, like, owner of the company, the owner of the network is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why can't we need to have a? We're a network. We need to have a schedule. I was gonna say, is he saying just put random shit on every day? Yes. So he's like, (laughs) so he's like, one night, one night we'll have this on, and the next night bees, and they're like bees, and he's like, yeah, just fucking bees everywhere, and this is literally how he's talking, and he's like, 
for just six hours, six hours, ten hours, just bees. And someone else is like, what are the bees doing? He goes, what the fuck does it matter? They're bees. They can do whatever we want them to do. He's like, maybe one bee is a killer. Maybe one bee is a cooking. Oh, now we have a cooking show. We have a lady cooking, right? Right? This literally how he, this is how he gets from point to point. He's like, we have our lady cooking, right? Right? And then bam, out of nowhere, criminal walks onto the set. And she has no idea what's going on. She has no idea what's going on. And this criminal, he grabs a gun, puts it up to her, her head, and she still has no idea. Bam, crossover, because he's from a, one of our other episodes. And then bam, real cops come in, shoot our actor. And other people are like, we're going to actually shoot our our actor? And he goes, yeah, you know there will be people who will do it. You know that there's a price tag on that. (laughs) And it's like, he's kind of right in a really scary way that, yeah, someone might be desperate enough to be like, I'll get shot. I don't care. Give me the money. More importantly, if you get tired enough and let YouTube run on autofill for a while, you'll see kind of this same flow of things happening. Exactly. (laughs) And he's like, nobody knows what will go on. And then, bam, we cut to our news. Our news anchor is, is delivering the news. And we'll have it first because guess what? We made the news ourselves and it's like (laughs) what just happened (laughs) and it's just it was flawlessly like delivered in this in the most it was it's probably the most perfect delivery of like just absolute batshit craziness in maybe five minutes Part of me wants to wonder that that wants to hope that he made it all up on the spot. That it was an entirely improvised monologue. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And then it just like smash cuts to them clearing out his office (laughs) and the owner of the network and just like this, the, uh, this, um, the woman who is like the number two to whoever is the boss. And the owner of the network goes to her and he's like, so he was crazy. And she's like, yeah, so he was crazy. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> it's just like episode ends. It's like, what just, what just happened? But like the scary thing is, is that now you don't, you don't know what's on. There aren't time slots. There are time slots, but they don't mean as much as they did three years ago. Like, this is three years maybe four years ago time slots don't mean anything anymore like i remember as a kid even like disney channel or nickelodeon like for for a kid the the time slots that mattered were the 6 30 to 9 o'clock like those were your sweets but that was the sweet spot and that is when you got all of the new episodes. You you knew what was on. Like, that's when you wanted to be paying attention. And the 8 o'clock time slot was the best. Whatever, oh, yeah. Whatever was on at 8 o'clock. And it was, like, usually, like, for Disney, for, like, what I was watching on Disney Channel in, like, you know, it was like, that's a Raven or Zack and Cody. And it's like that eight o'clock time slot for a kid's network was like, that's where you wanted to be. That's where that's 
that means that you are good enough to like hold these attentions of these children and you don't even want to like like cbs nbc like all of these like big time networks you have you had those time slots you had things competing with each other and i don't it's it's weird to think that yeah that happens i'm sure that happens but nobody cares nobody's paying attention to it anymore and he it's so it's like it's crazy that he pretty much predicted that in this insane rant and also described scr- uh, streaming because he bring, <laughs> he brings up the fact that the internet is everywhere and that you can just go on the internet and find whatever the hell you want at any time. So why doesn't why can't television be that way? And like it makes sense and is and is like the way he describes it is terrifying because he's talking about <laughs> shooting a person and, and bees. literally lots of bees <laughs> and bees, lots and lots of fucking bees. And it's just like, yeah, everything is so readily available to us that television has drastically changed and it's and it's normal. Like, it's OK, but it's not because, like, if you think about it, if you get to the meat and potatoes of it can also be kind of scary and that's well, yeah. what i want to say this week about and that's the, streaming and that's the sort of thing that's actually going to probably like like cbs as much as cbs all access is a crazy bad thing to use sometimes mm. i tried to use the subtitles watching star trek the other day and i couldn't i awful. couldn't do it i couldn't do it they were tiny and i yeah. couldn't find a way to make them bigger i say i think i made a find a way to make it bigger but they were like it was like I was about 10 minutes into the episode. The credits were like from the beginning of the episode. It was like the credits had not kept up or the, not the credits, the captions. The captions are from the beginning of the episode. It was like the subtitles were giving me conversations that had happened 10 minutes before because it had oh not God. caught up with the show yet. <laughs> oh, that's awful. That's insane. But. If anybody needs to figure out streaming, it's CBS because, like we just talked about, yeah. like they have it. They they basically have ridden on the idea that they start a show and like they get one or two major hits, yep. like Big Bang Theory or Two and a Half Men, and everything just kind of coasts on the fact that people will put on CBS at eight o'clock and then just not shut it off for a couple of hours. Yeah, and so like they need to figure out how that works when people aren't just turning on the channel at at some point anymore and what do you what do you do after that so i'm not surprised they were the first ones to be like we need our own streaming service uh i'm also not surprised that they are just completely screwing it up yeah i'm sure well it's also like it it's it's weird you know you bring you you say that cbs television shows are basically now background noise because Big Bang Theory, like, everyone has seen, a, a, like, one episode of Big Bang Theory. If there is a person out there who hasn't seen at least one episode of Big Bang Theory, I give them all of the praise. And because, to be clear, like, we don't that's mean impressive. That you, to be clear, we don't mean that you sat down and purposely watched an episode of Big Bang yeah, Theory. You have been on. in a doctor's office or at a gym yes. or in a restaurant with TVs on the, on the, on the wall. Yeah. And an episode of Big Bang Theory crossed your path by accident. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they, like there, if literally, if there is a person out there who has not seen even like even subtitled, like in a restaurant or something, 
if there's a person out in there in the world who hasn't seen an episode of the Big Bang Theory, I want to meet them and like become friends with them because <laughs> living living a life without I I don't hate Big Bang Theory. There are a lot of good jokes from it, a lot of solid good jokes that come from Big Bang Theory. But I imagine what life would be like not knowing anything about the Big Bang Theory. And, like, that is very interesting to me. <laughs> and I don't know why, but it is. But CBS is very much just this background noise thing that you would think streaming would be. And it's not. Like, I use streaming as a way to just have something on in the background. Because I can, like, it doesn't, it doesn't happen anymore, but... When Netflix had all all of Phineas and Ferb on every single episode of Phineas and Ferb and I was like downstairs cleaning or I was just, you know, doing homework or something, I would just throw Phineas and Ferb on in the background because I've seen every episode and I don't need to pay attention to it because it just automatically plays the next episode. So it's it's so strange that like streaming is the thing that people pay attention to. To a degree, because I know people who just throw on new television shows um, on Netflix or something and they don't pay attention, but they they that's how they watch television. Like, that's how they watch these streaming shows, which is fine. I can't do that, though. So it's not for like, something new. I can't do that for something yeah, I've never seen before. It's no. another thing entirely to be like, oh, I've watched this a million times. Yeah. Like American Dad, yeah. who probably thinks I'm obsessed with that series because I put it on <laughs> to sleep. So exactly. it's just on for the eight hours that I'm asleep. <laughs> yeah, like, that's why on Hulu, like, I have Danny Phantom. I have My Life as a Teenage Robot in there. I have Simpsons in there. Because, like, these are all good background things that I've seen. And it's okay if I don't see every single second of it. But, like, it's so strange that CBS and NBC and, like, all of these, 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 these networks that were so important to the world when like I would like when we were younger are now just like, yeah, whatever they could go away at any moment. And I don't think anyone would bat an eye. And that's crazy. And we're also right in the middle of everything's about to split up now because the thing with Hulu is that it is owned in part by all the major networks. So yeah. the thing is, if those go away, Hulu might actually disappear and people would notice. They wouldn't yeah. notice the network stopped. They would notice that Hulu disappeared. Exactly. But like at the same time, CBS has never been fully invested in them anyway, and now they have their own thing. Uh, NBC has pretty much uh, – NBC or Fox. Sorry. Fox was had all of the stuff just bought by parts of Disney. Mm-hmm. Disney is in the middle of starting their own streaming service, which is why all of their stuff is disappearing off the others. Yep. And so, like, theoretically, if Ed, if Disney owns a portion of Hulu, but they also have their own streaming service, how long is that stuff going to yeah. last on there? Yeah. But, it's, so. but the thing is, is, like, so, like, Fox, all Fox shows, right? We, in, in this house, we no longer tape Fox shows or ABC shows because they're all on Hulu. So... It's it's so it's like another it's another level to like um, ratings like you can't how can you follow ratings anymore because nobody is watching them live everything is taped 
There are things going over each other, and it's like, oh, I didn't get to watch the new episode of Orville live. I can watch it tomorrow on Hulu. So it's like, what keeps ABC and Fox from being like, we're no longer showing live TV. Here's we're gonna dump all our money into Hulu, and that and we'll get it all back. Like we we will get our money from people because we're not getting it from live television. Yeah, and it's it's I mean the economics of TV have always been strange. Oh yeah. Um, I mean you're talking about things that are literally built on ad money, which is why even when you paid for Hulu to begin with, it's still like there were still ads to yeah. it and stuff like that. Yeah. Like all of that is all built into that. And then on top of that, you get the fact that like, even if they went full internet, the fact is that like cable companies are providing your internet now. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, like when I was back living back in New Mexico, I, I was like, there was a point where I just wasn't watching live TV anymore. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Hey, I called them up. I was like, Hey, could I just give you back my cable box and not pay for cable and only pay for internet, what would that save me? And they were like, nothing, because we're going to charge you the same amount, whether you're just getting TV or you're getting, or whether you're just getting internet or while you're getting internet and basic cable, Yeah. because we get the same money amount, amount of money either way. And there's no one out there to fight us on it. Yeah. So like, so it's like, crazy. The, it's, it, and I have no idea how that money goes who to where and anything yeah. like that. And so it is so strange to be like, Cable TV is kind of this dead vestigial thing that is still stuck on people. Yeah, it's yeah, and it's <laughs> because like, they want to get internet, and it's the same company. Yeah, it's crazy. So, like, I guess that's, I guess maybe that is why they just stay, because they're like, why not? Because they're still getting like the few people who yeah, might well, have cable, but yeah. still don't get internet. Yeah, like there is still a small population for there. There's very rarely, and there's no one that goes in the other direction because the people that are getting internet are either just getting internet or they're paying for both. And it's the same price either way, but they can still get the people that are paying for it. Yeah. Yeah. But I I 100% believe that uh, within a few years, it's going to be gone. Like, it's just going to be streaming stuff. Yeah. Or at the very least, they will figure out a way to make, like, like DVRs. They will make it so that, like, you don't get cable anymore. You just kind of get a DVR that lets you also kind of cycle through whatever show they want. They'll figure out a way. I'm surprised they haven't figured out a way yet to be like, your, I mean, your cable signal is your internet now. I don't understand why your DVR or your cable box can't just be like, I mean, you got on demand. Everything exactly. will be on demand. That's what it really comes down to. Yeah. At some point, no more. It's no more live sh- service. It's your on de- your box is also just going to give you access to whatever the cable company wants to give you access to or something. Yeah, it's crazy. It's great. TV's crazy, man. It is crazy. And you know what? The Oscars apparently worked just fine without a host. That's oh, all yeah. I have to say. The to Oscars have my, huh? my understanding about the Oscars is that the weirdest part of that night had nothing to do with the fact that there was no host because nobody noticed. Nobody noticed there was no host at the Oscars. They were too busy just like getting mad at the movies that were winning there, yeah. that were winning Oscars, yeah. which, which happens anyway. So That's every single Oscars. Like that's, yep. that's, not, that's not new. But you know what? No one's mad that Spider-Verse won, because of course it did, because it deserved it. Exactly. S- sorry, Disney. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, oh no, it's it's Sony. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry, Disney. About, Get out of here. Everybody's talking about the fact that like Black Panther got the MCU its first Oscar, which they're not wrong, yeah. but let's not forget that there were two Marvel properties that won Oscars that night, mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. This is true. 
Oh man, I I forgot that the Oscars were a thing. We all did. We all did. I forgot till we got home after. That's because we were so busy. We were in our own, we were in our own Disney universe. Yep. Oh, <laughs> oh. I like that. Um, we're we're winding down here, so I'll just say this because we definitely didn't say it at the beginning. Twitch.tv/slash/thestayreport is where you can go find those videos. Yeah, I mentioned in... it briefly, but like not enough information. Yeah, it's in it's in two parts because we lost power for a oh, second. Yeah. So I think it's like, I think it's like nine hours until we, and then we lost power yeah. and the last three hours is that it's is in the second one. Yep. Um, I don't know how long those stay up there because I don't think the Say Report channel itself is an affiliate or yeah, part like that, so. which means they will stay up there for at least two weeks, um, and then we've got the video you know on our end and we'll. Yeah probably figure out something to do from there uh and hopefully stay tuned because i think i think we all were like there's not that much left of this game so we may be trying to figure out a way to finish that mm -hmm. at some point um yeah. i was gonna go somewhere with that oh i did just like we, there was definitely a point on sunday where like we were like hey the oscars are on it's like yeah but we're having fun we're gonna do this instead yeah. and then we just kept on checking oh this yeah. one Oh, this oh, one. That one. Oh, there's that. Oh, <laughs> animated feature. Yeah, Spider-Verse. That's all we care about. Yep. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So. Yeah, we were in our own. And then I had dreams that were all Kingdom Hearts related, and it freaked me out there when is, I woke there, up. There is an entire Kingdom Hearts game about going through dream world, so, I mean, you're not yeah. far off. Yeah. It, it freaked me out all night. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Yeah. I don't know. I got nothing. This was all just like basically. This was words. like two weeks of build up. Just get this out. Yeah. We need to, get, we need to clear some stuff out. And move on. <laughs> just need to get this off my chest. Magnum PI deserves so much. <laughs> it does. It really does. And so does episodes. So does oh, One Tree man. Hill, frankly. So that show is. That, like, One Tree Hill and is bones. a show. What you hear is a show in which the women have way more agency and good conversations than even shows today. Ugh. Than even teen shows today. Oh the best the best character on that show is the slutty cheerleader girl. She's the only she's the only actor in the first season that looks like she's having fun because she doesn't get into any of the stupid drama. Oh awesome. Uh, oh my god. Man, TV. TV has so changed. T TV is still good, people. So Believe insane. it or not, TV is still good. There are Don't let there it are those there are there are golden television shows out there that aren't on Netflix or Hulu. Please broaden your horizons. <laughs> Please find CBS All Access because not only is Star Trek good, but the new Twilight Zone starts on April first. Oh, that's true. Oh. Oh, don't use the subtitles. Don't bother. They're useless. <laughs> Uh, oh, man. This has well, been Say Report this Jr. This has been Say Report Jr., hasn't it? It has. Oh, you man. can find us on Twitter at Say Report Jr., and you can find us on YouTube uh, if you search Say Report Jr. Uh, <laughs> Devin and I noticed this the other day. Uh, make sure when you search Jr. that you're just going with the JR, because if you search the whole word, that's not going to get you anything. No. We are Say Report Jr. Yeah. And you can find us individually. I am at Zerwiski. And I am at Dale's Brain on Twitter, not on YouTube. Oh, yeah. That was the last thing I mentioned. <laughs> yes, on Twitter, at Zerwiski and at Dale's Brain. Oh, man. I think the, uh, only, the only thing left is that we should all go get ice cream. Yes. Um, and also that our episodes will go up on Fridays on the YouTube oh, yeah. channel. Latest one. We've got a schedule for that now, and we're, we're up, up to, to date. date. Boom. Yay! Things are happening. 
Now, take it away, Liz. Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.